Welcome to the Feel Great in 5 podcast. My name is Stacy Sabin, former private jeweler and gemologist turned health, wellness, and personal growth strategist. Every week, I will be bringing you a five-minute episode that will inspire you and introduce you to a concept that you can take action on immediately to help you feel great and live your best life ever. You ready? Let's go. Welcome back, everyone. Okay, listen, you may be a chocolate lover or you may not be. Either's okay for this episode. If you're not, you may learn something about why your friends are chocolate lovers and stay until the end for a few of my personal thoughts too. So let me start off by saying I'm putting it right out there. I could be considered a chocoholic. I love chocolate. I jokingly told a friend one time if I were to write an autobiography, I would maybe title it, I Travel with Chocolate. <laughs> Because very often I will have chocolate in my purse or in my traveling bag or in my car. And as I get older, when I want some chocolate, I don't want mediocre meh chocolate. I like yummy dark chocolate. So sometimes you just have to have it with you. Anyhow, hey, did you have a nice Valentine's Day? When this airs, it will be the day after Valentine's Day, and I'm actually recording it on Valentine's Day. So I have some special gifted chocolate waiting for me to indulge in later. I hope you all enjoyed whatever you had, guilt-free, of course, the only way to eat chocolate. So why do you, so many of us, love this thing called chocolate? It does have something called theobromine in it, which can give you kind of a buzz, and it's also found in coffee beans and tea leaves. It can boost heart health by lowering blood pressure, cognitive function by increasing blood flow to the brain. And there's some evidence that the consumption of theobromine can result in a mood boost in the form of greater relaxation or just a more positive affect. Interestingly, being a caffeine sensitive person myself, I find some chocolate gives me that wired kind of feeling, but some really dark chocolate doesn't. I haven't figured that one out yet, but likely the theobromine is something that we connoisseurs do enjoy because it probably gives us that lift. And it's said that chocolate can be very addictive. um, And perhaps that has to do with that mood enhancing effect. So the word on the street is that chocolate is good for you. Well, cacao, which is the raw unsweetened cocoa form, does also have antioxidants, phytonutrients, and live enzymes from the cocoa bean. And the cacao has also been known to have resveratrol in it. And yes, that's the same thing found in red wine. Now, resveratrol is different from nearly all antioxidants because it can cross the blood-brain barrier to help protect your brain and nervous system. The only bummer is that milk proteins will cancel out the benefits of resveratrol. So this is but one reason why milk chocolate isn't your healthiest choice. And it's not only because of the lack of resveratrol benefits, but also because milk chocolate is very high in sugar. To be called milk chocolate, it only has to have 10% of chocolate liqueurs that are made from the cocoa butter and solids found in the beans. The rest are just sugar and flavors and fillers. So for health reasons, when it comes to chocolate, you always want to go toward the darker percentage chocolates because that percentage you see on the package is the actual cocoa 
percentage itself. And what's the difference again between cacao powder and cocoa powder? Basically, cacao is raw and cocoa is roasted. That's the difference. Heat. That's it. So will there be more nutrition in the cacao, the raw one? Yes, you betcha. And what do health experts suggest for dark chocolate? In general, I hear over 70%, 70% or better, or over 80 to 85 is more optimal. Really, the higher, the better, but most people are not super stoked to be having a 90% cacao bar. Hey, what's the story with white chocolate? That's another good question. Well, for a brand to put the words white chocolate on a package, it has to have 20% minimum cocoa butter. And it will have other milk fats and milk solids and sugars, but most white chocolate in stores doesn't even have cocoa butter in it. So it's basically just a confection of sugar and flavors, unless it's that true white chocolate. Okay, so let's step back and look at how chocolate becomes chocolate. Cocoa is grown in third world countries within 20 degrees of the equator with hot, wet climate, and then brought to Western countries to be made into chocolate. Do you know that in Mayan remains, as long as 2,600 years ago, they found chocolate and cocoa? The scientific name of the cacao tree is theobroma. Sounds like theobromine substance, doesn't it? And theobroma means food of the gods in Latin. And cocoa, or cacao, is derived from an Aztec word, sococ, which means bitter. I have to say that when I looked at the whole process that has gone through to make a chocolate bar, I feel like I now appreciate it even more, which I didn't think was possible. But um, there are these huge pods that are grow, that grow on cocoa trees or cacao trees. And these pods are like a small football and inside are pulp and beans or seeds. And the pulp and beans are scooped out and fermented. Yes, not sure how I never realized that all cacao and cocoa is fermented. It always is. No wonder cocoa and cacao are so good for you. Then anyhow, they take these seeds after they've been um, uh, fermented and they dry them in the sun and then either they're roasted or just removed. They just remove the husks and the cocoa butter is separated out and they continue the processing, which goes into a very lengthy multi-step time-consuming process, I'm telling you, is a process of love, technique, experience, etc. It sounds like to go into making a nice, smooth, and tasty chocolate bar. Now, if we're eating chocolate bars, great, but how can we get cacao powder into our diet if we're not eating chocolate? Bars, that is. I put a couple tablespoons in a big smoothie and I sweeten it with stevia. Now, if you're not a stevia lover, you don't have to sweeten it more. You can add frozen and bananas or other sweet fruit. Another thing is to mix it with Greek yogurt or regular yogurt. Both are amazing. You can add cherries or even essential oils of mint or orange to that chocolate flavor. It's so good. We also make chocolate milk with any nut beverage or milk you want. And again, we sweeten it with stevia because stevia doesn't have that weird taste in bitter things like yogurt or chocolate for that matter. You can make chocolate overnight oats, chia cocoa pudding. You can make homemade truffles, endless recipes online. Search for cacao powder and you will find tons of them. Okay, action step for this week. If you are a chocolate lover, look at 
the label on a bar and see the sugar content or try one of my favorites at Trader Joe's right now called Uganda and it's 85% and it's smooth and yummy. Okay, now I have another action step, especially if you're hearing this close to Valentine's Day that just passed. Speak to someone on the street, someone who looks like they're having a tough day. They maybe didn't have chocolate today. (laughs) Follow your instincts and say, say a few words to someone you see. Many people have no family close by them or possibly no friends close by to even call or say hi to. They may have made poor choices that burnt some bridges in their lives, or maybe they're being hit really hard with the pandemic right now. We don't know, but whatever the chance arises, please spread some love. Let's do it. Okay, we can absolutely make somebody's day or weekend, and it'll also make you feel pretty darn good too. So. That's a wrap, my friends. Forward this podcast to a friend you think may enjoy it. And meanwhile, enjoy your chocolate. And I can't just wait to speak with you next week. 